0: On the Record with Gavin Riley, Sunday morning at 11.
1: Brought to you by PwC, a dedicated private business team built around you. It all adds up to the new equation on News Talk. Let's talk a little bit more about the practicalities of bringing a president abroad, though. Uh, Tim Miller is a former Secret Service agent. He was uh, responsible for a lot of Secret Service organisation for several presidents, including the inauguration of Bill Clinton. And he's with us for a few minutes to talk about the nature of, of what is entailed in all of this. Uh, Tim, thank you for for agreeing to speak to us. It's great to have you and to be able to, to pick your brain for a moment. And the general principle, when a president is coming to somewhere like Ireland, a country that is not considered to be, um, you know, militarily sensitive or anything like that, what degree of security precaution or clearance and preparation needs to go into a visit like that?
0: Well, Gavin, first off, thanks for having me. Happy Easter. Um, The Secret Service uh, doesn't view any particular country, uh, you you know, as a lesser threat. And and what I mean by that is this. They're coming in game ready. Uh, They will have had folks on the ground there. Um, advancing sites, making sure that they're working hand-in-hand with Irish officials, both on the intelligence side and on the law enforcement side. And remember, the Secret Service's mission is focused on protection, which means they're uh, preparing for it not to happen. They're, they're not reactive in nature. They want to make sure that all the I's are, are dotted and the T's are crossed and um so wherever they go, they're expecting the worst. That's the nature of the Secret Service. And fortunately for them, they're, they're highly trained professionals. And for most events, uh, they go off without a hitch.
1: Um, Just to to go back one second, and maybe this is a a broader question that I perhaps should have started with. Um, People hear the word secret service and they think that you guys are all low profile, that you're not to be noticed. But of course, you see any picture of a president going anywhere and you see the gentleman wearing the the well-pressed suits and the nice, uh, nice, neat sunglasses around them. So if your presence isn't secret, then what exactly is secret about the secret service? (laughs)
0: <laughs> well it's interesting you asked that question the Secret Service was formed back in 1865 uh, during the American Civil War to counter to um, deal with the counterfeit currency issue their mission was totally secret back then obviously in 1901 when uh, President McKinley was assassinated the Secret Service assumed protective responsibilities and that's way out in front everybody knows that uh, but don't fool yourself what you see is only a portion of of the efforts that the Secret Service undertakes. So they're going to be behind the scenes preparing, and especially on the intelligence collection side, the law enforcement coordination side. We recognize, I've been all over the world with protectees, that you can't do what you need to do without the uh, hand-in-glove relationship with, the, in this case, the Irish officials.
1: How do they feel about another country's security services, even if it is with the best will in the world, and it's all about uh, threat eradication rather than dealing with it on the day, as you've said, how do they feel about another country coming over and uh, applying their security uh, levels of, of detail um, to other countries in which there might simply not be as much um, of a security threat, or they might see it as being a little bit overbearing?
0: Well, that's a good question. And, and obviously, the Secret Service is working through political channels to identify exactly what we do. And and Gavin, I just want to be clear, uh, the Secret Service doesn't change uh, its protocols, Um, you know, just because it's going to this country or the other country, we're we're recognizing we protect the leader of the free world. There's a very serious mission. And and quite frankly, most organizations and countries that we go to, they're they're very respectful of the fact that the Secret Service has a, a very serious mission to protect the leader of the free world. And they're going to be very diligent in doing it. Now, that's C- completely bla- based on a cooperative effort between the two the the secret service is very mindful we don't go into foreign countries and take over we coordinate with those agencies to make sure that um uh, the protectees are safe. And I would remind you that oftentimes the president is surrounded by, um, you know, local officials and and mm. government officials. So it's important that we protect our president, but also that we're protecting all, everyone that's within that protective bubble.
1: Now, I don't know whether this is a question that you can answer, but if, if you can, it'll be a fascinating insight because sometimes people wonder to, to what extent does there have to be security screening of these things or how, how intensive do you have to survey a site before you're happy for the president to be there so imagine in any open area uh, where he's out in broad daylight is it literally a case of checking and scouting every single nearby rooftop in case there's someone there who's not supposed to be Is, is that how thorough you need to be?
0: Well, there there certainly, um, and I don't want to go into too much detail, but there certainly is a an overall protective effort at every single site. Obviously, in 1963, we lost a president, so we're very mindful of the high locations. We have counter efforts, uh, you know, that are directed towards that. But let me just say this, Gavin. You know, there's no such thing as perfect security, and uh, oftentimes staff or or even protectees. I've been with presidents, so we said, hey, we've got a screen crowd. over here, and he went to the other crowd, and that's the nature of the work the Secret Service does. They try as best they can, um, you know, to screen and protect, but obviously, um, and, and you can't do it in every case. And there's no such thing as perfect security. Yeah.
1: D- d- would you and your colleagues be having private heart attacks if a president decides to go off script? If they decided they want to go on foot somewhere, <laughs> or if, or if a president <laughs> or a vice president goes on walkabout and and they're meeting members of the public up close, does that just make you nervous? That the level oh, of threat there goodness. could be.
0: Yeah, this is the personal side. And and it makes you exceptionally nervous because for us, and I've been in the middle of that, I've had presidents come out and they go one direction when, you know, the other area is clear and swept. And and it's kind of part of the job. Uh, To answer your question, um, it's not just about trying to look cool. You're you're mentally in the game, trying to identify those indicators that someone is is um, potentially a threat. And obviously, when you go into unscreened crowds, that's problematic. And we try as best we can to work with the protectees to say, you know, if we can do this, Mr. President. But obviously, at the end of the day, they're human beings. They get to choose and we respond accordingly.
1: Uh, I'm sorry to finish what might seem like a very um, juvenile or or unsophisticated question but I did mention to some panellists that I had in studio earlier that I was going to be speaking to someone who had worked on Secret Service details with the President uh, earlier on as they were leaving and the question that they all came back with is when you're talking into your sleeve is there actually a microphone tucked into your your sleeve cuff or or like is, is it standard part of Secret Service uniform I guess that you do have a communications ability and a microphone tucked inside your sleeve?
0: Yeah you you always have communication ability and and those communication abilities are getting more su- Sophisticated as technology uh, continues to develop, and um, no- normally when you watch a detail, you'll you'll see agents communicating both verbally and you know into the radio um, a lot. Uh, uh, when you're in a a big crowd situation, believe it or not, you just can't hear uh, because of people screaming and all kinds of other things. So, um, the, yeah, the communication radios they have are designed to let them hear in the midst of crowd. They have noise cancellation, all kinds of cool technology. But yeah, they're talking constantly in the midst of those it's, things.
1: It's kind of good to know or almost reassuring in a way that some of the, the older tools, something just as simple as having a microphone inside your sleeve is still a system that works these days. Um, Tim, you've been very generous with your time. Thanks so much for joining us uh, this lunchtime on The Record. That's Tim Miller, who is a former Secret Service agent who has worked on detail for several presidents of the United States. Uh, by the way, if you'd like to attend the event that Joe Biden is doing in Balinar this Friday, it's free and it's open to the public and you can register to attend that at ie.usembassy.com. On the record with Gavin Riley, Sunday morning at 11. Brought to you by PWC, a dedicated private business team built around you. It all adds up to the new equation on News Talk.